As Robert Burns so eloquently put it, O would some power the gifty gee us to see ourselves as others see us. Just this week I had the chance to experience just that, when I met Lizzie Angerer, a budding PhD student originally from Austria and currently studying at the University of Utrecht. She wrote to the Porty Podcast some weeks ago explaining that she'd fallen in love with Edinburgh, found some wonderful people at Murray House, and was now beginning to plan a PhD project, part of which could mean getting involved in Portobello. In particular, she was intrigued by Porty Central. She was fascinated by the way the team had picked up such a big project, and needed, as she put it, to figure out everything pretty much from scratch. But why had she become so obsessed by Scotland, Edinburgh and Portobello? Well, if I'm honest, all it took was a picture of a building, specifically Moray House. I saw that building and boom, I thought, Edinburgh, that's it. That's where I want to be. And so I got very obsessed with it because I take my passions very seriously. And so I started uh, finding anything I could listen to or watch to get acquainted with the city in the list of podcasts. The Porty podcast struck me as one that really allows me this getting to know the community, getting to know the people and the place, with having all the sounds of the, the soundscapes of the places. And so I think I've listened to probably every episode of that podcast by now. And that got me interested in Porty Central. Yeah, why Porty Central? Because there have been a number of things that you will have heard which would have happened here in Portobello of, of a similar um, kind. With Porty Central, I had this feeling that they must be facing so many questions that, that have to do with this tension between having to be efficient, having to be convincing, raising funding, and at the same time, the core of it all is about making space for community and for emergent creative initiatives. And so I thought this could be a setting in which I can talk with people about and, and explore how an, an emerging organization might still retain its, its, its flexibility and, and, and space for creative freedom. But presumably the, the fact that there are so many local people so passionately involved in keeping this building alive, that also attracted you. Yeah, for sure. I'm not so used to thinking of neighborhoods as communities. I grew up in Vienna, where you don't even say hi to your neighbor when you walk past, right? So the thought that the place where you live is actually a place where you live in the sense of not just sleeping and eating, but knowing people caring for that place and also caring for the buildings, letting those buildings change your actions. I mean, that town hall has moved so many people to commit to all sorts of activities that they wouldn't be doing without that town hall. So that building is almost like part of the community as a person of its own. But you've got so much more down here than just Porty Central and the town hall because we've got the Action Porty and the Belfield Centre, which is the first ever urban community buyout. So there's a lot of that kind of experience here, which actually plays together to allow such projects to go ahead. Talking with you, I have a feeling that there is an endless stream of names and initiatives coming up of stuff happening here. It's almost a little bit overwhelming, but the sense that I'm getting is that the more people care 
the more they will care. It appears to me that that community is something that strengthens itself in the way that it exists and that everything is connected to everything somehow because of the place. So I think we shouldn't underestimate the geographically, even though a dance studio might be tucked away in a little hind corner, somebody might walk past it and might just get interested. That's what makes a neighborhood a neighborhood as well, right? But what you've now got to do is you've got to convince the people who are actually going to allow you to proceed with this PhD. Yes, indeed. And it's not a small amount of resources I'm asking for. And although I'm trying not to think about it, it's also competing for, of course. How do you convince someone to fund you when the whole purpose of what you want to do is to be open and let things happen. Essentially, I'm asking for trust in my capabilities and I can demonstrate them to a certain extent, but I'm not going to pretend like I have a plan with a goal. But the, surely the purpose of a PhD is, is not to know the end necessarily right at the beginning. This is probably the, the criticism on on the masters I've just finishing even the path you can set it so narrow that there's only a very small scope of destinations you might possibly discover that's not very honest research so I'm only getting to know different ways of of looking at educational research which are prevalent here at at Moray House which is part of the reason that I'm here so I'm, I'm also starting to, to find myself and reconceptualize how do I approach writing a proposal, how, to, how do I approach making connections with researchers now that I am no longer required to set such a narrow path. How open can I actually be? The key thing about Porty Central has to do, in a sense where we started, with community. Do they want me to be part of the community in Edinburgh? Do they want to bring me in? Right. It's a a question about belonging as well. Uh, To what degree do they identify with the values that I represent? Um, Yes, because you're originally, as you mentioned, from Vienna in Austria. You're currently studying in Utrecht, which are different communities to the one you find here in Edinburgh. I think being from Austria originally, it, it probably took me a little more effort to adapt, I would say, spatially, aesthetically, to the Netherlands and to landscapes I'm finding around here. So for me, wilderness is an extremely important part of my life experience. Sometimes just being so so small in front of a mountain or on top of a mountain and looking back the way you came and all these kinds of experiences, but also storms, a very old tree that you can't even put your arms around, all these sorts of things are part of how I grew up. And the fact that all this is just in the middle of the city here, you can walk up a hill in the middle of a city and feel small very suddenly. Alternatively, you can take a bus down here and be able to see tens of kilometers out to sea. That's just incredible to me. Of course, I didn't have that luxury in Austria. (laughs) And then combine that with history, with buildings that are very visibly breathing history. It, it almost also seems to me that the city itself, it, it has grown organically around those hills. 
that's a very different quality than a plant city on a flat surface. It's just I'm finding a lot of a lot of qualities combined here that I wasn't aware how much they mattered to me before I came and, and, and walked around in Edinburgh. Clearly it'll take time for the funding process to work its way through the university. But in the meantime, she plans to speak to the team at Portobello Central to learn what she can from them, but also to offer an outsider's view on what makes our community perhaps a little different from those in other parts of Edinburgh. And that's it for this week. Remember that if you have an idea which could make an episode, as Lizzie did, you can contact us by email at theportypodcast at gmail.com. And thanks to those who have already done so, or you can reach us through social media. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.